You are listening to Astrology, the Amateur Astrologers podcast. Welcome back, Masters of Ass and Amateurs of Astrology. I'm Rachel. And I'm Audrey. Good morning, everybody. Oh, good morning. Rachel, we are back. <laughs> we are back we're together. Not, yeah, we're not only back, we took a little hiatus <laughs> because we had some assessments, but guess what? Your girls slash non-binary people oh, are, are back. back and done with school. Ooh, we done have, with We uni. have finished our undergraduate degrees. Yeah. Um... We're feeling a bit wild about that, aren't we? Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's a yeah. lot of emotions. It's crazy. Um, alongside that, we're also physically back in the same space. Yeah. Which is nice. Which is so nice. It's so nice. I'm looking in your eyes. Me too. Straight in your eyes. <laughs> Straight in the eyes. <laughs> so uh, today, we're going to welcome in cancer season. Hell yeah. Because it's now cancer season. We're a bit late. We yeah. Were, we, we, we were hungover at the weekend. <laughs> Shh. Don't tell anybody. But we had a great time. That's all that matters. (laughs) Uh, Rachel, what's your internal weather? I'm feeling today. Excuse me. It's rained all night and it's finally stopped and it's the morning. Oh, you said that so seriously that I was like, did it? (laughs) Did it rain all night? Uh, like I've just told you the weather like that girl in Mean Girls there's a there's a 15% chance it's already raining I think she's like 60 (laughs) Um, yeah that's what I'm feeling which feels quite like a lot I'm feeling quite sentimental today Oh, it's a perfect time to to discuss sentimentality because it's cancer exactly perfect Um, what's your internal weather? I am feeling like it's sunny, but there's little like sprinkles of rain kind of at oh, you. So nice. like little, they feel like little sparks of, of light and. Mm. Oh. Can so we cute. also talk about the way you spelt sprinkles? Sprinkles, dog. Sprinkles. And I didn't bother change it because I felt like it, it provided yeah, some it, atmosphere. Yeah, I like it. Amazing. Nice cancer season. Yeah, so I'm gonna start off with some cancer basics. Do it, bro. <clears throat> so. The can the cancer. Wow, <laughs> the cancer. So, uh, cancer is a sign on the zodiac wheel. Amazing, <laughs> and uh, it is. Ooh, the sun is currently in cancer right now, and as we know, the sun moves into a different sign each month. Oh yeah. And so, people born within uh, this time, which is June twenty first to July twenty second ish, will be. Uh, sun and Cancers. Cancerians. Cancer. Oh. I know, it's weird. Cancerians. Better than cancerous. Yeah, true. <laughs> uh. Uh, so the symbol is a crab. The element is water. The modality is cardinal, which is like action. Yeah. Uh, the ruling planet is the moon. And as we know in astrology, we call the moon and the sun also planets. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ruling house is the fourth house mm-hmm. and the order it's the four out of 12 it's the fourth of the 12 zodiac yeah, signs nice. same as the house mm. so some key words is nostalgic sensitive sentimental protective caring friendly nurturing cautious clingy negative martyr emotional receptive intuitive neurotic subjective apathetic patient empathetic so some of these can also be contradictions mm. but the thing with cancers is that they are quite sensitive quite caring quite emotional but the negative side to that is that they can be overly that That, so overly cautious Mm. overly sensitive Mm. overly protective Mm. you know uh which is interesting about 
about yeah. cancers. Yeah, so, yeah. Rachel, take us away with some mythology. Myth- mythology. So, talking about Greek mythology here, and the crab is associated with um, Heracles. Heracles was the one of the many illegitimate children of Zeus. We all know that Zeus was a... A whore. A whore. A whore. A, a big whore. Yep. Um, and uh, basically... Uh, Hera, who was Zeus's wife, hated Heracles for some reason. Specifically, Heracles was—we don't know was, why. We don't. I mean, she was. It wasn't her child, and I think she was a bit bitter about that. Do you think she's a Gemini? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, and uh, and for some reason, she really hated Heracles. And basically, this is the story about the Hydra, so the many-headed demon, where when he cuts off the head, two more grow back in its place. Mm. Right. And basically the crab comes into this because the hydra was sent by Hera to kill Heracles. Okay. And obviously Heracles being a hero was like taking it down, doing pretty well. And Hera was like, well, I'm going to send someone else in. And so she sent in a crab, um, which I'm I'm curious about. But some people say it was a giant crab. Yeah, I was going to say how big was the yeah, crab. Like, <laughs> but then also, so the whole story goes that the crab comes in and it bit... Heracles's foot and then Heracles squashed it so I can't imagine this crab is that big mm. so I'm kind of like Hera what the fuck are you doing? Maybe it's like a head sized crab maybe I don't know that's what I imagine anyway to be. so crab gets squashed and Hera as a reward for its kind of obedience and its chivalry placed the crab amongst the stars now I placed found, it like threw yeah. it up yeet. <laughs> so this is the whole thing in Greek myths they seem to just be like oh let me just they pop just you up there in a way <laughs> It's like the parasite. The okay, parasite. anyways. That's a TikTok reference. Yeah. Um, there is another story about a crab in Greek mythology, which is slightly more epic, but I'm not sure whether it's real because I found it on a pretty dodgy looking website. Mm. You know, one of those websites that was definitely made between 2005 and 2010. But that's like all astrology websites. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Nobody has updated their theme in a long yeah. time. But so this story is there was a giant crab and a legit big ass crab called Creos, who was employed by Poseidon, the god of the sea, to guard the sea nymphs who were Poseidon's daughters. And basically, um, there's this point in time where the gods of Olympus, which includes Poseidon, were terrorized by Typhon, who was like the god of like, uh, what's the word, like god of mania. Mm. And so Poseidon goes into hiding with the other gods of Olympus and leaves Creos, the big crab, as the protector of the nymphs. And then basically, Creos apparently took this very, very seriously, like a bit overly protective, see, bringing it back to astrology. Mm. And the nymphs got pissed and were like, bitch, let me let me go have a good time. And some of them ran away, but obviously it's like swimming away because they're in the sea, <laughs> which I found funny. Um, and... Krios was like, ah, what do I do? Because I need to look after the ones here, but I also need to protect the ones that have run away. Ah, and so he sends, or they send, don't know gender, send Vimari, which is a giant squid, off to find them. But he doesn't know that Vimari um, has kind of bad intentions. And when he finds the sea nymphs, he eats them. Which is like, great. Mm. Um, he returns to Krios and is like, I tried to find them, but they, it's too late. And Krios is like, you're lying. And then they fight. And the giant crab wins, but is very, very badly wounded. And then when Poseidon returns, he kind of sees Creos's sacrifice and rewards him by transforming him into the stars. Beautiful. Um, so that, I think, is a slightly more epic story than a crab bit Heracles' foot. Yeah, and got squashed. <laughs> um, wow. I have a couple of other bits about cancer that are kind of on the spiritual side. So... Um, the summer solstice, so the longest day, the point at which the sun is at its most northerly position. Which just happened. Which just happened. Um, 
in ancient times occurred in Cancer and now happens in Taurus. Obviously, it's still very much on the cusp. Yeah. But um, it now happens in Taurus and that's because the uh, the Earth's axis shifts very gradually and reorientates. Yeah. And it's so the the uh, equinoxes change um but that's why when the sun is at its most northernmost point it's referred to as the tropic of cancer that's mm-hmm. where that comes from okay and the other couple of interesting things i found was um the stars of cancer are very dim it's the dimmest zodiac sign in terms of the star's brightness and so it's often referred to as the dark sign which i found quite interesting mm-hmm. because it has these kind of like exaggerated undertones of being like maybe overly possessive, overly controlling, overly caring and all Mm. of those kind of things. And then finally, the visual of the crab has actually changed quite a lot in time and in culture in comparison to other signs, but it's always been a water creature with some kind of exoskeleton. Um, So in ancient Egypt, it was a scarab, which is the kind of beetle that's kind of a representation of the afterlife. In Babylonia, it was recorded as a snapping turtle. Do you know what a snapping turtle looks like? Yeah, of course they, they do. They look amazing. I know, they snap. I, I could not get over how great snap, some of snap, these snap, pictures snap, are. Snap, I don't know if this is going to... Snapping, yes. Snapping turtles They look are, hilarious. They look like they're going... Yeah. Constantly. Yeah, literally. So guys, go and Google a snapping turtle if you don't know what it looks like. Um, and then in other places, it's a lobster and a crayfish. Okay. I mean, similar. Yeah, similar. I enjoyed that. Oi, fuck. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh, I think we have to leave that in. That was really funny. Oh, God. That was a door, everybody. Yeah, and that was Swedish swearing that I picked up from my father. <laughs> Is that what you said? Yeah. What does it mean? I just said fun. It means, like, damn. Ah. Uh, fun. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <Wait. laughs> Back to the astrology. <laughs> it scared me. Uh, so. Ooh. Yes. Ooh. So, now I'm going to talk about cancer sun mm-hmm. people that have their sun in cancer which are many of my friends and rachel's friends and i'm sure your friends or you which I is exciting know any sun in cancers i don't know many people born in july shout out joe shout <clears> out joe shout out clemence shout out clemence yeah we have lots of i'm gonna sit here and think friends. about it but you jump on it so people that have their sun in cancer Sun in Cancer has a changeable nature, and obviously this is with the connection with the moon because the moon is influences the tides. Mm. The moon has all these phases, it's and watery. so exactly. So these people are highly emotional, um, and they can sink into the mood and amplify atmospheres very kind of easily and naturally, and mm. maybe don't even notice it. So sometimes you might say like, "Oh, cancers are really emotional," and the cancer sitting there is like, "No, I'm not," because they don't know anything different. different yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, definitely. Um, so they're also psychic sponges, similar to other water signs, similar to all the water signs. Mm. Uh, and their memories are very easily and visually replayed in the mind. They also come across very friendly and caring, and this is because they're very emotional. But because they're also very emotional and because we live in this world that doesn't really honor emotions, Mm -hmm. they can have quite a mysterious, cold, or moody exterior. Okay, okay, And therefore can also be people that repress a lot of emotion. Okay, interesting. Because they feel it very deeply. Mm. So uh, they can also have a hard time letting go because of sentimentality. They're super nurturing, no matter the gender. So they're kind of like what we would say, like the mothering type, Yeah. no matter the gender. Just very big nurturers. Yeah, yeah. They move cautiously, but because of that, they can be underestimated 
they do tend to like get what they want when they have their mindset on it, and that's because they're a cardinal um, modality. Yeah, okay. Um, quite driven and quite driven but they move through indirect means which can make them look quite passive Uh, okay um so this can often like catch people by surprise Mm. when they when they like achieve stuff because they're seeming kind of passive even Uh, though they're really going through indirect means okay uh so yes so as a cardinal sign they take action even if it's indirect uh they are an emotional force with a great instinct for timing they have a gentle nature, but remember the kind of mama bear type thing where they're protective and they're gentle, but at the same time they're ferocious just, okay. if mm. something is being, th- yeah. if they're being threatened okay. or if their loved ones are being threatened. Mm. Um, so most just want a sense of belonging and a strong and intimate home life. Mm. Sun and Cancers should look at what their moon is as well to find out how they can deal with crisis and how they normally would deal with crisis and also what their instinctive coping mechanisms are because Cancer, again, rules the moon. Um, and if you think about it being in your sun sign position, that's interesting kind of duality yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Having your sun, your essence. I was going to say, and just in general, like, listening to all those things, a cancer sun, that's quite a a dominant set of, like, uh, like ways of being mm. and ways of expressing mm. and also, ac- like, actions but also emotions and, like, definitely. there's definitely a... I would say definitely in comparison with other sun signs, there's a transcendence between, like, the... The, the sun being the like who you are and the moon being the emotional shadow mm-hmm. self and that kind of shifting it blurs a bit more yeah. especially if I think about like um, I was reading a lot about and looking at videos about cancers as well and mm. some people are like oh they, they're kind of pinpointed as these like introverts and really what they are they're kind of like social introverts they're kind of like loud introverts mm. um, but you can have all these different types of cancers again you can have yeah. people that have their emotions on the surface mm. you can have people that are really kind of like repressed in mm. that kind of way or seem kind of moody and cold and yeah, you know yeah. mysterious but it all depends on the rest of your chart as Definitely. well and obviously your experience mm. Uh, so cancer moon then and Rachel has a cancer moon I do fun so we can interview one right here right now live <laughs> so cancer uh, cancer moon that's the moon in its home in its mm. sign of cancer so uh, they can often be quite wrapped up in themselves and they do but they do have the potential to get in touch with other people's feelings and mm. such but if you think about obviously cancer is in its home um, the moon is in its home so it being kind of a hidden um, emotional sign mm. you're going to be hidden emotional with yeah. yourself you know uh they have a great memory it's especially emotionally linked mm. uh they cling to things that they care about especially home they're very peace loving uh they majorly dislike superficiality they mm. may act irrationally because they have a difficult time compartmentalizing their lives so it means there might be not that many boundaries between that kind of like emotional life yeah and okay life mm. <laughs> Um, they they can seem quite dependable as well, except for their occasional mood swings. Their moodiness can baffle others, but um, they're appreciated because of their unique kind of outlook on life. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that makes me feel better. About- <laughs> yeah, sorry. I, you keep going and about I'll being think moody. about the things. Uh, so they do crave security for their emotional stability. And that's kind of a lot of signs too, but I think because cancer is at home here, it's like a very strong Strong, (laughs) yeah, yeah. When they're feeling really low or kind of in depressive states, they might feel lost or just lost at sea. So like kind of directionless and... (laughs) Rachel's face is hysterical. (laughs) They can also... right now. (laughs) They can also develop trust issues as they feel very deeply. So they can kind of fear... They fear the pain 
And that's, I say they, and I'm looking at you. I'm yeah. like, you fear the pain, Rachel. <laughs> but I've told her this several times, actually. <laughs> but, you it's know, if true. you think about these kind of trust issues things as well, if you have past experiences, and because there's such, um, I'm not just talking to you, Rachel, I'm talking to all the cancer moves. moves. But when you have past experiences that have kind of scarred you or have been very painful, um, and since you have such great memory, especially emotional memory. Yeah, yeah no wonder there's stuff that stops you from going forward, you know? Yeah, definitely. Uh, So, yeah, but their cancer moons are both strong and sensitive and they float between those extremes as well. Yeah, this is very real. I was um, thinking about the um, often wrapped up in themselves but also have the potential to get in touch with the feelings of others Mm. and because I'm a huge empath and I actually, and like you'll know this, I actually spend... I think about myself a lot, but I also, and I like, I'm with myself emotionally a lot, but also a lot of my emotional being is tied to other people and the people I love and their Mm. happiness. And I was like, oh, and I couldn't remember which house my moon is. My moon's in the eighth house as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was just interested in that kind of like, uh, the eighth being starting to like the, you know how we talk about one to six of the houses being the more internal and the six to 12, seven to 12 being the more external. Mm -hmm. And I was interested in that tie I have to, transformation and myself but also that being slightly tied to the external and the things that mm-hmm. I go through and other people then yeah definitely. because definitely my emotional transformations are very much tied to events with other people if that makes sense yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. definitely I think that's also the thing maybe with cancer moons and also I don't know if I'm just talking to you or more cancer <laughs> moons <laughs> but it's it's that kind of like being quite wrapped up in yourself but then allowing the same nurturing for um yourself mm, to mm. accept as much as you give yeah 100%, 100%. you know i think that's probably a great one yeah but no all of this is so so shut up door god damn it we're <laughs> talking about my moon yeah we're talking about emotions <laughs> um so like the great memory thing was something i didn't know but i haven't i have a I have a poor memory for things that are non-emotional, yeah. but I have a phenomenal memory for things that are emotional. Yeah. But I think sometimes when we talk about memory, that's all we think about. We mm. don't think about the emotional side of memory. Mm. Yeah. Um, but like so much of mine is like, um, because also I have a, and it relates to the the being at home in cancer, because I'm very much tied to my, like to home space, to comfort space. And so much of my emotional memory is tied to places. I remember places I was really happy or really sad, really, really mm. well. Um, and that is so specific in my memory that the way I remember is about where I was as much as how I felt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's super interesting. Mm. Super interesting. Hot damn so real. And yeah, the being lost at sea, I was like, I know I chose that because I was like that's actually a really uh, really beautiful image and also something that I I can not necessarily relate to as much but when I read it I can understand a lot more what that Mm. what that might feel like yeah you see what I'm saying no 100% Uh, because I can see it visually Mm. then I'm like and also I would just say like shout out to anybody else who's a moon in cancer and also graduating this year because like we're all all graduates are currently very very lost at sea in what's going on Um, definitely but also like maybe a good time to recognize if you have a moon in cancer that's also emotionally a thing you feel because definitely. definitely i feel better now but definitely the beginning of this week i was just mm. like what the but those fuck? lows are important to surrender to yeah yeah you know swim around have fun <laughs> meet a fish you know <laughs> is that the noise There's plenty I of fish in the sea <laughs> <laughs> a. A. not sponsored by the app 
So, <laughs> other planets in Cancer, Rachel, can you tell I'll me? hit you up with this. So, yeah. um, we've just gone for the personal planets here, which is cool. Yeah. So, uh, um, uh, Cancer Mercury is someone who very much communicates with feeling, and they're someone who is very deep thinking and might be perceived as slow to respond, and often that means people just perceive them as slow in general, which is, like, very problematic because, in many ways, but also because, uh, like, people who have their Mercury in Cancer are actually quite quick to form opinions. They're Mm -hmm. just much more focused on listening and engaging with the communication mm-hmm. around the before entering into that themselves yeah. with their own voice shout out to our friends because i just was speaking to joe what's up joe what's again up, joe? Uh, a few days ago she has her mercury uh in cancer and then remember harper a few episodes ago that oh, was on yeah. on the pod mm. also has his mm. mercury in cancer which is interesting mm. yeah it's um, good to apply yeah um uh, mercury cancer cancers are really really good listeners and they're very meditative and reflective so again that thing of they they may be in communication settings in conversation they'll take a step back and they're really trying to internalize and feel because the feeling is how they understand yeah um they're also people who can be very very sensitive to criticism and also the vibe of the communication they're in so um and I feel like on a, even though my Mercury isn't in Cancer, as a moon in Cancer, I understand this. I'm very sensitive to how people speak and how people are around me. You know, like I can understand when, um, especially with close friends, when someone's in a bad mood by literally just the tone of how they say something. Oh, definitely. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is I also maybe, a, which is maybe also a general water yeah. thing, just being very sensitive to that. Definitely. Um, Moving on to uh, Venus and Cancer. These are, so coming back to the love, the relationships with one-on-one How people. How you relate to people. people yeah. Um, these are people who are really giving, like incredibly giving. And again, it comes back to that maybe a bit overly giving. Mm. Um, they really value commitment and they're very, if they're in kind of any form of relationship, they're very... I'm sorry about the door, everybody. I think it's going to stay. I don't know. At home recording, everybody. Oh. Um, they're people who, um, in any kind of relationship, but one-on-one specifically, they're very observant of their partners. And um, again, and maybe more reflective and perhaps with somebody who's more um, upfront, likes things like on the go constantly, that might be a challenge for mm. you too. Um, they're very much... Uh, I like this thing about they feel people out and mm-hmm. in any kind of space. Um, uh, Cancer Venuses can be quite moody and pouty and they value a personal touch, touch and they can actually be really offended by things that feel impersonal. Mm-hmm. So these are people, if you're dating someone, you don't want to get them, um, you know, like flowers and chocolates. Something and all that's that not sentimental. Yeah, you yeah. want to get them something really sentimental. You know, you want to get them like... Yeah, it means something. Yeah, you want to get them like a, a painted cat and dog like we got from our... The kid we babysit. So cute. It's so cute. <laughs> we should post them on our Twitter. Check the Twitter for pictures of the dog and the cat. Um, they're very much someone who will bend over backwards for people they love. And they definitely need to nurture some boundaries to ensure that they're not growing resentment. Because mm-hmm. everyone loves differently and everyone behaves differently. Um, and that's really important to recognise. Because you might not see that because you're just expressing how you would. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
very traditional, very homey, very romantic. Yeah. And I even read something about, um, it wasn't necessarily Venus and Cancer, but I think the, the signs work like this with compatibility. Mm. Um, but the kind of least compatible signs with Cancer, and I'm not just talking sun sign, I'm talking, you can have all the different kind all of bits. Signs. Listen but, to our compatibility episode. Exactly. Me. But the two, like certain kinds of energies that just might not work with Cancer in this way would be Aries. Yeah. And would be Libra. Oh, interesting. Um, and that is because Cancer is a feeler. Mm. Uh, water signs are feelers, mm. right? And air signs are intellectual, complete yeah. opposites, right? Yeah. And then and then Aries is just really harsh. <laughs> Check out our episode with my best friend, Nude. <laughs> She'll show you what an Aries is like. No, but but it's true. Like, they Aries are too quick. They don't have time for, for people that are slow and trying to yeah. feel out things. Yeah. They don't want to. They, they don't want to do it. But equally, that's a challenge, but also there's maybe something that those two signs can very much learn from each oh, other about balancing out. Definitely. You know? I mean, like, you even have a mixture of them because you have your Mercury in Aries and your Moon in Cancer. Cancer yeah. So you can have the kind of dualities yeah. in you. Which is interesting, actually, because... Sorry, I'm going on a tangent, but... Um, I know myself as someone who, like, I'm very quick to speak, I'm very quick to mm-hmm. offer, and... I'm really trying to nurture at the moment uh, a practice of listening and a yeah. practice of stepping back and like understanding things in an internal sense mm-hmm. instead, mm-hmm. which is quite I notice myself when I'm around people that are more watery communicators that I need to like um, slow down a little a bit, bit and give give them some room 100%. to like really, um, because they're great listeners, so they will just sit and listen. So, yeah, and I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, I don't yeah. want to just talk at someone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, yeah. that's definitely It's quite an interesting notice. thing in general, maybe to think about if you're in a class of some kind anywhere, maybe with your pals in your class, look at their charts and see how you all communicate. Definitely. Because you'll find that's maybe where the things come in. Because I'm someone, say, in a class environment, I'm always wanting to talk, I'm always wanting to offer. Mm. And I find it really weird when people aren't offering things. But then also, there's many times in my life where I've offered something and then been like, oh no, that wasn't really relevant or that wasn't useful Mm. to say, you know? Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Cancer, Mars, Cancer. Mars and Cancer. Mars and Cancer, thank you. Um, I always say it wrong. Yeah, me too. All the time. Amateurs. (laughs) Amateurs. So, uh, Mars in Cancer, this is definitely not a natural fit for Mars. Mars being the very much... (laughs) Because Mars is ruled by Aries. Yeah, yeah, ruled by Aries, the fiery planet, the charge ahead place. Um, Whereas, obviously, we've talked about Cancer being much more mediated. And so, with a Mars in Cancer, you're someone who... You're not going to charge... You're not going to be an instigator of conflict or confrontation and but you can do it you just need some kind of protection and particularly emotional security before you go into it um so the people who are actually still very much up for a fight but they need that that knowledge of their security before they move forward and definitely in conflict situations that people who maybe approach it with sensitivity so they're probably not like um full on in your face really loud really fiery really big they're much more people who are gonna they're gonna hit you with the emotional side of the argument you know Mm. um they're people who can maybe be a bit passive aggressive because of that because that that tension between the mars and the cancer and so this is the kind of middle ground of being someone who um doesn't really want a conflict but it's going to be emotional when they hit you Mm. Um, the other thing, obviously, because Mars is tied to sex, um, and uh, a Mars in Cancer is someone who probably their sex drive is tied up with emotional need. Um, and that is obviously something that can be quite challenging for people who maybe don't have that, for, who for sex is a very just like physical thing. Mm. Um, 
And I think definitely, like, I can think of many people who I've had, like, conversations with about sex lives and all of that. And that definitely is something I know lots of people experience as attention. So maybe if you're you're someone who's having that, check where your Mars is. Because if your Mars is even just in any water sign, you're probably having a relationship to sex that is much more tied to emotion than maybe your partner's is. Which mm. is, or partner's with a S in brackets. Partner's. Polyamory? Polyamory, monogamy, whatever you want to be. Astrology and polyamory, welcome. Episode 15. <laughs> <laughs> um... And the other thing I read, which I found really nice, is um, Mars and Cancers hold a calm strength. Mm. And I think that's really nice. That's and I, nice. maybe that's something to really hold on to if you have friends or lovers who are a Mars and Cancer, is that actually, if maybe you're someone who's a bit more like head first, face forward, these are people who can ground you in their strength. And that's mm. really cool, actually. That is nice. Yeah. Awesome. So I wanted to, I had a couple thoughts I wanted to bring up. Go for it. Um, one, we've just gone through like the, a lot of the personal planets mm. and I think it's interesting to look at um, your fourth house as well because that will kind of tell you how you act in certain um, places. So mm. look at the, um, the planets that might be in your fourth house. Look at the moon. Look mm. at all those bits because there might be things that you resonate with. Like obviously I resonate a lot with but I actually don't have any cancer mm. in my chart mm. and I don't actually have fourth house. Oh, interesting. So it's an empty um, house for you. Yeah, yeah so... But I resonate, and that's probably because I have a lot of Pisces. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, and also, like, uh, Scorpio kind of energy in there. Mm. Um, so, water sign. Connections. But yeah. definitely look at that kind of stuff. And then um, then I was thinking about this TikTok that I saw, and I wanted to bring it up. <laughs> because it's so funny. Oh, it's so bad. Um, what was it? Aha. Yeah, yeah. So, so they do... Okay. There's... TikToks, Rachel. Rachel doesn't know that much about TikTok, so I'm going to explain it to her. <laughs> okay. So people always do like, um, like, ho edition, five fingers up, and you put your hand up, and then you say like, never however, basically. Right. And then you put your finger down when you've done something. Right, right. So it's like, slip with three person in one night, and then it's like, they put their yeah, finger down, yeah. and they're like, oops. Cool. So people, so there was one that like, sometimes people don't listen to the sound before they do it, but they just like play the sound and then film themselves. Right. And this one was like, um... Put, put your five fingers up, cancer edition. And they said, <laughs> um, um, I've had over four operations. Put your fingers up. What the fuck? <laughs> and it was like, it was like, I've lost all my hair going through chemo. And then all of a sudden, you can see the people that are just sun and cancers. And like astrology cancers, yeah. sun and astrology cancers. And they're just like, oh shit. And like turn the sound off. Oh my god, no. It's so bad. That's so bad. But they're pretty funny. I'm sure some of them are fake, but they're pretty yeah, funny. Yeah. I'm like, oh no. Oh no. Oh why? No. But I wonder why that's the same name. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We should we should look that up. We'll sometime. look that up. If anybody knows why cancer the zodiac sign is the same word as cancer the illness, the illness let yeah. us know. Please let us know. Very different. Very different. Very different. Yeah, and the other thing I wanted to say was Mercury in retrograde is happening right now in Cancer. Mm. And I have been super affected by this. Yes, yes, um, you keep talking about this. Because, and I'm, I'm surprised, maybe, I don't think it will show actually in the podcast, but I've been having a very hard time, like, speaking. Like, mm. actually speaking, which mm. is very just weird. Um, but basically, this Mercury in retrograde is gonna, in Cancer, is gonna kind of skew communication in a way that things aren't going to be able to be maybe um god i'm even doing it right now 
<laughs> things aren't going to be able to be expressed in a very kind of clear way. Like you might have trouble kind of like expressing the emotional bit of it not necessarily just because cancer is skewing all of that Mm. so what it is is that you you can't actually be clear and just like straightforward ah okay okay yeah yeah so like it you might have a hard time quite being honest Mm. you might have a hard time um just articulating things clearly and efficiently Mm. Mm. yeah damn son yeah yeah which i feel watch out friends i don't feel like i've felt that Wow, congratulations, Rachel. <laughs> Does this mean I beat the retrograde? Fine, That's a very sure. capitalist approach. I'm sure, gonna... Rachel. Take that away. <laughs> do what I'm you learning. want. Are we going to do a quiz? We or... can do a quiz. Great. So there's this BuzzFeed quiz, and it's <laughs> it's what percentage emotional are you? And I just thought it was so <laughs> fitting. Oh my god, and it says, are oh, you a very weepy person? I think this is funny. So... If you want to join along, it's on BuzzFeed Percentage Emotional by Tabitha. You know, whatever. Yeah. Shitty BuzzFeed quizzes. So, have you ever cried at work? Yes. Yes. Sometimes more than once a week. Yes, but I took myself to the loo and I didn't think anyone noticed. Maybe once, ages ago, or never. Okay. Yes, sometimes more than once a week. Yes, but I took myself to the loo. I also... I also... Story time. I also have cried when uh, I worked on a bar and a beer keg fell on my foot, and that was incredibly public. Well, yeah. Which I'm going to say counts, but also I've cried emotionally in front of people at work as well. Amazing. Great. What about on public transport? <laughs> yes, especially if I'm on my way home from somewhere that I didn't want to leave. Yes, but I always managed to hide it well. One time, and I was really embarrassed. Um, no. <laughs> yes, especially when I'm on my way home from somewhere that I didn't want to leave. So I'm definitely a mix between one time and I was really embarrassed. Because I wasn't really embarrassed, but it was one time. Mm. So, or I'm a, um, no, question mark. Because I usually don't. don't it was you? just that one time. I think public transport is one of the main places I cry. Okay. There's something about being in motion that makes me really That's emotional. so poetic. I know. <laughs> it's so real. It's so real. I do it. It's mostly trains. It's like trains are just like, oh, it's great. At a party? Of course, especially if I'm drinking. At a leaving party, maybe. No, parties are for having fun. Okay, so this... At a leaving party, maybe. Yeah, but so this is interesting for me because probably back in high school, I would have been it, especially if I'm drinking. Were you the drunk? But, the, no, the... I wasn't the drunk crier. I was the drunk have a panic attacker. Oh, no. Which is just a bit too real. <laughs> That's like but, taking the cry too far. But actually, now, I don't really cry at parties. So maybe at a leaving party. Yeah. It's your best friend's wedding day. She looks gorgeous. What do you do? Tell her how beautiful she looks and try to calm her out of any pre-wedding nerves. Tell her she's stunning and ask how you can help. Burst into tears and ruin your makeup. Tell her she's stunning and ask yeah, how you can help. Easy. Yeah. You're having a particularly bad week at work and you go home to find your S.O. Significant other. Oh, right. I was like, <laughs> Had bought you flowers and cooked dinner. What do you do? Thank them and tell them how much they mean to you. Thank them and offer to set the table. Hug them and cry so much that you get their top, top a, a bit soggy. soggy. <laughs> Ew, what? Thank them and tell them how much they mean to you. But also, like, like yeah. forget about the flowers. Just cook me dinner. Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> Let the flowers grow in the soil. Oh, this one's quite accurate. <laughs> Go for it. Your best friend has just been given a promotion that they work really hard for. Oh, what fine. do you do? Cancel all plans in order to celebrate with them. Go around with a bottle of wine and, and a congratulations card. Send them a text saying well done and asking when they'll be free to celebrate. Cry uncontrollably and tell them how proud you are Why of them. Why does it escalate? <laughs> I don't know, it's so real. Um, um, I mean, I live with you, so 
send them a text Thanks. saying well done fine I'll <laughs> I do the bare minimum no it's not the minimum I care I swear I care but I would only cancel my plans if if, if said person for it. yeah if it, said yeah. person wanted me to yeah. if they were like cancel your plans we're gonna celebrate mm-hmm. I'd send them a text yeah have you ever gone into an argument but started crying before you were able to make your point yes <laughs> no way I'm amazing at arguments I always manage to make my point no I don't really cry at all all that much <laughs> Yes, and it was really frustrating. Yes, this happens in literally every <laughs> fight I ever get into. I'm the last one. I'm the second to last. I have a bad, a problematic relationship with Erica. <laughs> Your colleague comes to you in tears with a personal problem. What do you do? Take them outside, comfort them, and offer them a tissue. Find someone else to comfort them. You don't deal well with other people's emotions. Feel, <laughs> feel your, feel you eyes prickling. Well, wow. I think it's meant to be your... Oh, interesting. Feel y- your eyes prickling, start crying, and then immediately feel worried that you look ins- insincere. Take them outside and comfort them. Yeah, what the fuck? Who I only, this? I only, Tabitha. I only empathetically cry if it's Someone about you really us. Care about. Do you know what I mean? Like, I would yeah, yeah, cry yeah. if you started crying if we were talking about us. Yeah. How many times do you cry in the average week? I've cried every day this week so far. I'd, okay, so none, one or two, two to five or more than five. I'd say two to five. I'd say one or two. I mean, it depends on the week because some weeks I don't cry at all and then some weeks I'm like a mess. Yeah, some weeks, to be honest, I actually, through most of lockdown, have barely cried. And then since I came back to London... Is it because of me? The, the war works just fucking open. <laughs> Do you ever cry in films? Occasionally, yes, but only at rom-coms. Yes, but only at children's films. Yes, I even cry at happy films. Never. Occasionally. Yeah, occasionally. I actually cry at less films than maybe people would expect me to cry at as mm. a crier. Are they certain... Are they? Are there certain songs that set you off? Why is this person... Um, yes, loads. I have a breakup album. Yes, no yes wait but not, not yes loads. no just yes sure i have a breakup album uh, yeah. let's just i don't but can books make you cry yes books are the worst i suppose a couple of books have had me in tears absolutely not yes books are the worst a couple books your bank has incorrectly charged you an overdraft fee so you called them up to complain you've been on hold for 20 minutes what do you <gasps> oh do <my> God. <laughs> hang up and call back later stay on hold you've started the process so you might as well finish it stay on hold but you'll make sure you tell the person on the other end of the phone how long you've been waiting have a good old frustrated i probably would cry because i i don't like talking on the phone to people yeah like Um, that i would actually stay on hold and tell them how long i've been waiting although 20 minutes isn't that long for that isn't that long i just like have chill out you read a really sad article news article Mm -hmm. about an abused dog who finally found a loving home what do you do Read it and f- then forget about it. Send it to your mom. She'll find it cute too. Start sobbing uncontrollably. Send, send it to it my mom. mom. Yeah, send it to my mom. <laughs> You've forgotten to prepare for an important meeting at work and your boss had found out. She tells you off in front of all your colleagues. What do you do? Burst into tears, <laughs> listen to her points and then apologize profusely. Stay silent but bitch about her later. Listen to her points and apologize profusely. Yeah, either that or cry. I, I might cry. It depends. It depends how invested I was. Yeah. You know? You're already crying and someone offers you a hug. What do you do? Back away. You hate hugs. Hug them back. It's nice to know someone cares. Start weeping even more than you were before. It there's... depends It depends on the context because sometimes I want to hug and sometimes Same. I don't. Same. There's no offer for that. I'm just going to say hug back. Whatever. Yeah, hug back. 
You finally manage to compose yourself and disguise the fact you've been crying. Someone asks if you're okay. What happened <laughs> next to you? Um, historically, I burst. Okay. You say, yes, thanks. You? You say, I'm a bit tired, but yeah, I'm okay. You have an absolute breakdown. Absolute I don't breakdown. often have a, I would be honest and be like, now I feel a bit shit, but I've had a cry and I feel better now. But it depends on if I didn't feel better. If I composed myself, I didn't feel better. Oh, this is true. You know. It also depends though, because I, I might not want to have a breakdown in front of someone. I can't help it. Okay. <laughs> Do you often uh, cry when you're drunk? Yes, always. Only if something really bad happens. No, never. Only if something really bad Only happens. Only if something really bad happens. What about when you're hungover? Oh, God. Hangover cries are the worst, and I always cry when I'm hungover. If I've done something regrettable the night before, I might have a little cry, and no. No, I don't actually I don't cry when I'm hangover. I, I just know. feel like shit. Yeah. And finally, have you ever cried for no reason at all? All the damn time? Once, I think I was hormonal. Never. Why is there no, like, in-between? No. But all the damn time. Oh! What does it say? 57% emotional. Oh, I'm 51%. I'm quite... That's quite low. I thought it would be like 80. But you know what's funny is that this person, Tabitha, from BuzzFeed... Um, I'm calling this person out. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh... They quantify emotional as crying. Did yeah, you notice that, that in oh the yeah, quiz? Oh yeah, that's so true. That was the whole quiz, is it's about crying, which that's not really what no, just that's emotional not, that's is. that's not what being emotional Crying is. is a type of release. Yeah. And a type Audrey's of... Audrey's got a very sincere look on her face. <laughs> release. <laughs> it's a bit of a release. But there's other ways to be emotional and to feel emotional. Yeah, and being happy is being also, emotional. Also, everybody is emotional. It's just the patriarchy that tells us not to be. <laughs> <laughs> I sound like I'm joking, but I'm not. She's really not. Anyways, I got fifty one percent emotional. Sometimes you're you're sometimes emotional. You cry during sad movies, and you've been known to have a drunk weep. But on the whole, you're pretty good at that's controlling my, yourself. That's what mine says. Ew! What the? It's also I don't like, like you this. don't want to control yourself. If we all let no. ourselves feel how we feel, the also, world would be a much. You know better what control place. is? Control and thinking you have control spirals anxiety because you don't fucking surrender to life. Yeah, because we're not told. We're very, and like, we're talking like we know lots of stuff about this, but we're just like... Rachel, we do! We're so fucking smart! (laughs) Okay? (laughs) God. I have a PhD in this. No, you don't. A pretty Pretty huge dick! dick. Anyways. Um, (laughs) But we are very much firm believers that a huge part of the fact that we live in a very anxious, like, now, is because the world doesn't teach us that allowing yourself to feel your emotions is the best way to express your emotions yeah. and like or as it says like audrey and i are pretty good criers like we're pretty sometimes we i've find gotten it, better yeah but i'm a i'm if i'm gonna cry i'm just gonna cry like there is no barrier now whereas i definitely used to be someone who would would stop myself especially in front of other people mm. but actually like it's and i i think back to this so much my friend chloe said to me in our first year of our degree if you were gonna laugh, you wouldn't stop yourself. So why would you stop yourself from crying? Ba bam! Thank you, Chloe. Drops the mic. Yeah. Thank you, Chloe. Shout no, but Chloe. seriously, like, like, come on, let's just chill out. Yeah. Let's just stop trying to grasp on control of everything. You know, yeah, I'm just talking to go. myself as well. Let go. Let, let it go. go. I was wondering why <laughs> you weren't going straight for Frozen. Oh yeah. Anyways, where are you, ass? Where am I, ass? I'm honestly. I'm, like, a mix of, like, really low and tired all the time, but also, like, pretty good because some good news came in this week. Yeah. So I'm pretty happy about it. Uh, but at the same time, you know, like, future climate anxiety is uh, mm. looming, and that is life. Yeah. 
How are you? What do you ask? Wow, I forgot. <laughs> what do you ask? Mercury. What do you ask? Retrograde. Where are you ask? There right. we go. Right. What is your ass? <laughs> what is my ass? It's a peach. Oh. Um, where am I ass? I, I mean, at the beginning of this week, as I said earlier, I was very low and very sad. And I did cry a lot at the beginning of this week. She did. But now, especially in the last, like, two hours... <laughs> things have changed quite dramatically <laughs> why you know what sucks is that like just hearing some validation of like yeah, good work I know, I know. or just hearing that like oh you have an interview for a job or oh you got into a course yeah, or whatever i'm like my whole life has changed i'm good now i'm fine i'm happy it's like okay well that's yeah. not entirely no accurate. no and definitely the thing i really keep affirming to myself is because so for context i got a couple of uh job opportunities job interviews etc this week and at the beginning of the week i had none and i was feeling very stressed about the lack of job prospects in the world because of covid because of being a graduate um but i kept saying and i said it to my my mom as well shout out liz like i i but also in general we need to be okay when things are out of control we need to learn to be okay when things are out of control because it's when things are most out of control and you maybe feel the most lost at sea Mm -hmm. bringing it back to the cancer Mm -hmm. That actually you learn lots about yourself and you gain fundamentally like the only thing you can control is yourself and like and so just like if that if that and so trust the process trust that things will come to you if you work really hard trust the fact that if you live your life with compassion compassionate things will come for you wow that was quite profound that really was but also sometimes shitty things happen to you even if you work really hard sometimes you spread compassion and and it it's it's all a bit shit, really. But at the same time... <laughs> wow. Two sides of the same coin here. <laughs> but at the same time... Uh, I don't... What the fuck is life? So we might as well just, like, you know, keep living. And just embra- embrace <laughs> it. Embrace it. Because, like, we... we Embrace the unknown. Embrace the unknown. And, like, also, if we learn... This is a really, it's like, surreal and really uncertain time. But actually, if we can finding ourselves the way to embrace that we will be so much better prepared to handle all the shit that fundamentally our generation is going to need to do in the next 50 yeah. years you yeah know? and i think a lot of that is going to come from healing and i think if you're listeners of the podcast i think it's a great way astrology is a great way to learn more about yourself and about mm-hmm. how you relate to others and therefore how you can function in the world and feel um i don't want to say happier because that's not the goal of life but to feel satisfied and to feel kind of comfortable and present and and living in like vivacious, <laughs> Ooh, vivacious. Um, you know through through life so yeah i think this is a good place to be it's great to know about yourself learn about yourself and figure out what your um what you want to do with your yeah. life as well yeah. you know and who you who, the person you want to be yeah. as well um and because we're we're all going to need to band together yeah, like like hold hold your hold your community close, friends. Why do we think that we're like these little wise bitches I don't sitting know. here? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I'm sipping a smoothie. Oh like, god! <laughs> Cheers! Cheers! All right, friends. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Um, if you enjoyed this amateur astrology podcast plus a pep talk, um, because that's what it is now, really. Yep. Um. Give us a give us a subscribe. Um, if you're listening on Apple Pod, give us a, a rate, maybe five stars. A little review could a little be nice. Review. Oh, that would be good. Um, tell your friends about us. Uh, let us know if you're a, 
a cancer sign in any placement mm-hmm. we want to hear about you mm-hmm. um i'm at rachel elizabeth common on instagram and i'm at audrey barve on instagram and we're at astrology pod on twitter exactly and please feel free to reach out as well i don't know about you rachel but i've been doing readings for people on the low for mm. practice mm. um so if you want to reach out and just like talk about your natal chart I'm so Yeah, there. I'm going to do my first casual reading next week. Oh, fun. Yeah, for my friend Helen. Shout out Helen. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, hit us up. Hit us up before we start charging people because we're going to get that good. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> Big mood. Anyways. Um, all right, everybody. See you in the future, but also time is a construct. Suck my ass. Bye. Bye. Nice. <laughs>